Hello and welcome to the Nutrition Uncovered podcast. I'm Lisa, registered associate nutritionist, author, and a PhD student. The aim of this podcast is to provide you with evidence-based nutrition and health information, support you on your journey towards better health and better relationship with food and your body. If you need support with nutrition and health coaching, details are in the show notes. Here is this episode. Before we jump in, I just wanted to quickly ask you for a favor. If you are enjoying this podcast, if there is anything at all that you find useful here, if you find it interesting, informative, then I would really like to ask you to rate and review the podcast and also share it with your friends, colleagues, family. So let other people know about the podcast and I'll be super, super grateful if you do that. Thank you. Today, we're going to be talking about mindfulness and mindful eating and how mindfulness and mindful eating can actually help you to support your fat loss journey. I realized that I haven't done, I don't think I've done an episode yet on mindfulness and mindful eating, despite the fact that I actually use a lot of it, a lot of these techniques and practices from mindful eating in my practice with my clients. And they are really wonderful. They really help to transform people's relationship with food and their eating styles. And they really help to tune into your body. And as a result of these practices, one of the benefits is actually to lose weight. But that's not the main benefit of uh, mindfulness. We shouldn't really look at mindful eating from the lens of weight loss or fat loss, because there are so many more benefits of mindful eating, such as paying attention to your hunger satiety cues, being more comfortably satiated after your meal rather than suddenly feeling stuffed. And therefore, it can help with reduce things like uh, indigestion or bloating. Even sometimes when people suspect some food intolerances, I notice that often it can be simply then their style of eating, the how they eat. So they eat too fast, they don't chew their food very well, they eat in a hurry, in a rush, they feel stressed when they're eating. And all these things, they can give you similar symptoms to some of food intolerances or food sensitivities. So with this episode, I wanted to just, I guess, talk about some of the benefits of mindful eating and how you can get benefits of uh, mindfulness and mindful eating. So mindfulness in general um, is about slowing down. It is about observing your thoughts, your feelings in a current state. And it's about being non-judgmental and about being curious and about being in the present moment. So that's how generally mindfulness can be applied to eating. So we can be more attentive, paying more attention to our eating experience. And even though mindfulness is not just about relaxing, uh, although this can happen, uh, mindfulness is about letting go of the judgment. It's about embracing that what you're experiencing in the moment is okay. And it's about being present in the moment. And practicing meditation, for example, really is part of uh, mindfulness. So mindfulness meditation, for example, it helps to cultivate our capacity to be uh, more present regardless of how overwhelming the situation might feel. And it helps you to become more calm and it helps to make your decisions in the format of response rather than reaction. By becoming more mindful, you essentially tap in your inner wisdom, if you will. And it helps you to sense how physically hungry you are, how physically full you are, 
when food flavor is disappearing or reducing, and when you're no longer enjoying something that you're eating, or you're no longer enjoying it enough to continue eating. Because often what, what happens, we start eating a meal, and then at some point during the meal, the taste starts to reduce slightly. That doesn't mean that food becomes unappealing or you just suddenly dislike it. You might still like the taste of the food. But if you're mindful, you you would start to notice those moments when, let's say, the 10th mouthful or the 10th bite that you're having is no longer the same as nice as the first three bites, for example. And by doing that, what you can do, you can basically stop eating when the taste is dropping and that can help you to not overeat. And as a result, if you do it over and over again, over time, this helps you to potentially lose excess fat without necessarily restricting your delicious foods without relying on willpower. And rather than forcing yourself not to take the second portion, you let your wisdom guide you. And, you know, sometimes inner wisdom can sound a little bit airy-fairy and wishy-washy, but it is really about your bodily cues and about first noticing and hearing and noticing those cues and secondly, responding to those inner cues in an appropriate way. And with mindful eating, what you do is you ask yourself questions like, do I really want this particular food right now? If it's offered to me, for example, do I really enjoy this food that I'm eating? Because sometimes we think that we're going to enjoy this donut, but then, then we start eating it and then we realize, well, maybe it's not, actually it's not as delicious as I thought it would be. It happens to me many times, particularly with some of these desserts, that they look so delicious. They look just the best thing in the world. And then you start eating it and you feel like, um, I thought it would be nicer. It's a little bit too fatty. It's a little bit too sweet. It's, the texture is not exactly as I thought it would be or as I wished it would be. So asking yourself these questions is so, so important. Am I hungry? Am I really hungry for this food? Am I hungry in general? How hungry am I from 1 to 10? Am I still enjoying this food as I'm eating? Is this eighth piece of pizza as enjoyable as my first piece of pizza? Slice of pizza, rather. And your answers to these questions will help to guide you and, and help you decide whether you want that next bite or an additional helping. And you can find that three to four bites of chocolate might be just as satisfying and leave you less uncomfortable as a full chocolate bar. And, you know, in nutrition and healthy eating, we're used to this narrative that we need to focus on rules and calories and macros and be very rigid and say no to things. And these things, they often can lead or be one of the contributing factors to something like a disordered eating behavior or even an eating disorder. And there is a lot of information about nutrition and exercise out there, and it can feel really overwhelming. And I'm not saying that the information is not important. Of course it is. But there is also a lot of conflicting and confusing and misleading information. You can find bad information about any food out there. If I really try, I can find that apples are bad for you, that bananas are bad for you, that greens are bad for you, that meat is bad for you, that milk is bad for you, that anything, even water is bad for you. You can come to a point where you think, well, really, I, I can't eat anything anymore. I'm digressing a little bit from mindful eating, but it's just <laughs> really one of the, my pain points. So going back to mindful eating, mindful eating encourages you to explore 
the legit nutritional information, for example, calories in foods or nutritional content and nutritional ingredients in foods. And you use this information to inform your decisions and your wisdom around different types of foods and the amounts of foods that your body really needs for healing your relationship with food, for fat loss or for weight management or for any other health or nutrition or fitness goal or just for overall health. Because even though a lot of people come to coaching for fat loss, actually the main thing that they usually get is the overall health improvement. And and as a byproduct, there is fat loss. Mindful eating also accepts the fact that there are less nutritious foods and there are more nutritious foods. And that's fine. And that's why there are foods that we eat more regularly and there are foods that we eat less regularly. But equally, not every meal or every snack has to be meeting all of your nutrition goals. Not every meal has to be healthy. Some foods, some meals, some snacks are there to just enjoy. They're there to socialize and connect with people. You know, your pizza on a Friday evening with some beer is not necessarily for the nutrients, but it is for enjoyment. And that's important to recognize and accept that food is not just there for nutrients. Food is so much more. Food is memories, it's connection, it's joy, it's emotions, it's culture, it's traditions, it's family. And food really makes our life really colorful and tasty. It would be so sad if we as humans didn't enjoy food. Anyway, calories do count. Calorie deficit is the main law of fat loss. And it is important to learn about calories and have an awareness about calories and what is enough for you. But equally, calorie counting or calories or calorie awareness should not take over your whole experience of eating. And that's why if you track your calories very often or regularly for months or years, I would challenge that. I would ask you, why do you do that? Why do you feel like you can't not track? If you track for a long time, you already know a lot of things. You already remember how many calories are in different foods. And one of the important aspects of having a healthy relationship with food and eating intuitively is not about counting calories. I would even say that it is almost borderline impossible to eat intuitively and always track. Because at some point, if you always track your calories, your choices are too heavily guided by the calories rather than by other aspects of healthy and joyful eating. Well, usually when I start working with a new client, they often tell me that they are really worried about their food. They are preoccupied. They spend a lot of their time thinking and worrying and, and just overthinking about foods and their weight, what to eat, what not to eat, when to eat, how much to eat, how to combine their foods, etc. And you're now coaching with incorporating and practicing more mindfulness-based techniques, mindful eating, intuitive eating, with nutrition education they will learn that it is possible to let go of this constant struggle with food worry and weight worry. And one of the common things that my clients say after some time of working, they say, I'm more relaxed. I just feel more at peace. And sometimes they can point out exactly why they think there is. Sometimes they just feel it's a natural progression of their work, of our work together. 
And I really, really love hearing that. I really love uh, hearing my clients say, yeah, actually, I haven't overeaten for X number of weeks and I almost forgot that I had this problem. And it's important to always highlight these big, big wins. And honestly, for me, when someone stops overeating or binge eating is a much bigger win than someone seeing a drop of um, one kilo, two kilos on, on a scale weight. It might take some time for you to re-establish or recreate eating habits. Uh, it can take time to learn to eat slower. It can take time to learn to be more mindful and pay more attention to foods and how your hunger fluctuates throughout the day and between meals and how your hunger drops during the meal, how your fullness increases during the meal and what what kind of meals and foods are affecting your fullness and hunger and all of this very, very important aspects of mindful eating. It can take time, but it is so worth working on it. It's so worth spending time and effort. And sometimes, well, actually quite often when we, when I just started learning more about slow eating and mindful eating, it wasn't comfortable. And even today, sometimes if I forget about being more mindful around my meals and then I bring myself back to the present moment to be with food like it can feel uncomfortable don't get me wrong and i really really understand i just posted a new reel on my instagram by the way make sure you go and follow at hillman nutrition hillman underscore nutrition about slow eating and i was giving some tips on slow eating it can feel uncomfortable but it, it is worth it and the purpose of mindful eating or slow eating is not to be quote-unquote good at it it's, it is about when you notice that you're eating quick is to gently bring your attention and to slow down. You don't fail if you missed a meal of slow eating and mindful eating because every meal is a new opportunity to practice slow eating. What's interesting is our decisions around eating can happen mega quickly, like milliseconds, without even us noticing. For example, oh, I want more of this cake. Oh, well, I've uh, ruined my day by having a half of the chocolate cake so I might as well just blow it all off. And often that happens automatically because it's a habitual thought. It's called abstinence violation effect, which is when you feel like you've broken your rule, your food rule, and then you feel like, well, I might as well break it completely because, well, I've already ruined it. And this is a dangerous way of thinking because that often creates an obstacle and stops you from achieving your goals. Because you end up overeating even more and it doesn't make any sense. How is it better to consume 600 calories extra, for example, rather than 200 calories? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So really try to challenge this thinking of, I've ruined my whole day just because I had a Snickers or something. An important step in changing this process, in changing this behavior, is noticing it. Calling yourself out when you are doing these things when you are slipping back into the old ways of thinking, well, if I go out on Friday with my friends and if I didn't order a Caesar salad and I decided to order a burger, then I completely ruined my week and my day. And then, well, if I did it, I might as well completely binge. This, this is the problem. The problem is you having this rigid mindset around food and mindful eating and intuitive eating principles are there uh, to help us to unlearn this. By becoming aware and noticing your patterns of thinking and behavior around food, you can then interrupt the cycle 
and develop new methods or new ways of eating. And it can really help to change your automatic reactions uh, into more mindful responses. And this is where meditation actually is really powerful because essentially meditation helps us to train our brains to be more mindful. And I know that, you know, when when we talk about nutrition, we can just get too focused on the actual foods and nutrients and everything. But in healthy eating behavior, in healthy relationship with food, um, mindfulness is obviously very important. But how do we train mindfulness? Meditation. And sometimes you don't need to do a full-on meditation, I don't know, 20 minutes, half an hour meditation. The mini meditations, like short breathing moments can really help to become more present and become more aware of their of the situation that you're in and therefore make more uh, wise and healthy and good decisions for you for your goals with mindful eating you also shift your awareness from food police from policing yourself for the food choices that you made oh i shouldn't eat this so food police is this judgmental voice in your head that you have around your own uh, eating choices or even other people's eating uh, choices and food choices. And so uh, mindfulness helps to challenge that mindset, challenge that food police thinking and being very critical and harsh and, and, and judgmental about your eating. And therefore, it can help to reduce the anxiety around food and fear of calories. Speaking of calories, there are two extremes. Some people are obsessing about calories and everything is about calories and they're uh, tracking calories, uh, tracking everything they eat, everything they drink, day in, day out. And there is another end of the spectrum, another extreme is complete denial of, of calories and that we uh, that cal- knowing any calories is bad for you, it damages your uh, intuitive eating. I think that is also a wrong mindset because Calories are still important. They are the currency of um, nutrition in a way. And they are the underlying mechanism of energy balance of how do we uh, gain weight, maintain weight, or do we lose weight. And it is important not to obsess about calories, but be mindful of them. So overall, with this episode, what I really wanted to highlight, if you truly want to have peaceful relationship with food, if you truly want to have healthy nutrition, healthy eating, but without getting obsessive, but yet getting all of the important things uh, in check. If you want to develop healthy relationship with your body, which is often very, very tightly linked with our relationship with food and vice versa, then you really need to start learning about mindful eating and start practicing mindful eating techniques. And I do that in my one-to-one coaching with my clients, pretty much with all of my clients, we're doing mindful eating practices at some point. And this is where I often see the transformation in people's relationship with food. So if you're ready to start taking care of nutrition in a different way, to really learn not just should and shouldn'ts, but something a little bit deeper. And if you're ready to invest time, and effort into this, I will be super happy to help you. Send me a message. I will leave my details in the show notes and I will be very happy to help you because you deserve to have peaceful, healthy and fun relationship with food and your body. 
That's it for today. Bye.